Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 11 of My Hero Academia. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So last we left off, the villains had just sort of ransacked everything, and while things were going their way to begin with, with, you know, the majority of Class A being split up, Midoriya, Asui, and Mineta managed to get the upper hand on the villains they were waylaid with, and, you know, with relatively little losses, you know, Midoriya snapped a couple of his fingers, but I guess when the alternative is being killed by villains, a couple fingers is a small price to pay. And while all that was going on, Ida also managed to sort of bypass the smoke villain in hopes that he could alert the other teachers and bring reinforcements back with him. Yeah, you know, just just thinking about this series in a meta perspective, like I really do enjoy this stuff and man, like I recall when the first season of the anime came out and that was some good stuff. I actually and you know, it's a little embarrassing, but I went into it with a a rather unfortunate misconception because I had decided to myself that I wasn't going to get spoiled on it. I was going to watch the whole thing when it came out. And I saw like one line that was something about like All Might acknowledged Midoriya in episode 13 and I thought that it was sort of like setting up All Might as sort of like a villain. You know, I'm glad I was wrong. I certainly like the story as it is now, but... I don't know. Episodes like this sort of make me reflect on how utterly wrong I was. So it is, I guess, interesting that the villains are sort of floating. You know, I would think so many people essentially adhered together like that. They'd certainly be at risk of drowning, but I guess, you know, if they're in the water area, you know, they would at the very least be used to this sort of terrain. So I guess good on Asui, you know, she's thinking tactically. You know, we took care of the villains here. 
we need to, uh, you know, figure out our next move. Otherwise, things will only continue to get worse. Granted, it's not like the three of them are likely going to be capable of too much, but... You know, if they're in a situation where there's two pro heroes and a whole bunch of villains, I feel like any little help is going to be desperately needed and greatly appreciated. Yeah, so it is unfortunate that at this stage in the game, Mineta is kind of a coward. I mean, I guess it's to be somewhat expected with them being kids and all, but that Midoriya is suggesting, I guess, sort of like guerrilla warfare, whereby they try and snipe a couple villains here and there to help out, you know. That's a pretty hefty suggestion. So, it's interesting that Todoroki here... You know, he's frozen all the villains in their tracks, but he sort of observes that... You know, none of these guys are really trained in the use of their quirks. And he's just... I think, you know, he's sort of... Touching on the idea that these guys are all cannon fodder, you know? Like... It really wasn't expected that they would do anything other than tire out the people here at UA, you know? And I guess if they did manage to succeed, that would be good, but, you know, it certainly wasn't the plan that they would succeed. And, you know, Todoroki's actually doing the smart thing here, you know, keeping a cool head. You know, he recognizes that most of these guys are just cannon fodder, but... There are a couple people who seem like they mean business, so, you know, the best thing you can do right now is try and gather information, who they are, what they're capable of, what their goal is. I mean, they sort of know the goal, kill All Might, but, you know, what means do they intend to use? So it would seem like this group of students is in a considerably more dire situation. You know, they're actually surrounded. And surrounded by people with a whole bunch of weapons. Now that is actually interesting. You know, this guy has electrical powers, but... You know, if he's going to be all willy-nilly with discharging electricity... Friendly fire is all but guaranteed, so, you know, you're going to have to be a little judicious in how you use your powers if you don't want to also fry your friends. So they do have an interesting mix of powers here, you know, electricity, I guess sound projection, and then the ability to, uh... Well, seemingly just create things. Now, it's interesting that this sonic weaponry... 
by uh, by virtue of the narrator, you know, we learn that it's actually the sound of her heartbeat. That is quite interesting, you know. I guess it's sort of... It puts me in mind of the X-Men almost, you know, in the way that... I guess their uh, their superpowers are sort of inherent to who they are in a weird kind of way. I don't know if I can properly articulate what I'm thinking here, but I don't know. Like the biological component, I think is interesting, and oh dear. Well, you know, I totally forgot about this, how her costume sort of just gets shredded. That is rather unfortunate. And, you know, Momo here, she does have an interesting quirk in that she can create things if she, you know, understands the molecular structure of it. You know, that's an interesting power because it is insanely powerful, but, you know, you have to have a certain degree of requisite intelligence to back it up, you know? And at the same time, you probably can't create too much in the way of things with complex atomic structures, you know? Like, I'd imagine semiconductor devices are out just because, like, the manufacturer's silicone, like, that's some real insane stuff because you have to have, like, the silicone and then you, uh, you do what's called doping, which is to say adding impurities strategically to create, oh, what's it called? Like an NPN junction where sort of like two different substrates of silicone meet together. I don't know. Semiconductors was never my area of expertise. I didn't really find it interesting, but the chemistry of it is interesting if nothing else. So, this is not good. It would seem as though Eraserhead is finally reaching his limits. You know, he's fighting this guy who seemingly can just sort of cause him to crumble by skin-to-skin -skin contact. That is definitely not good. And I guess what's worse is the sort of revelation that Eraserhead's quirk only works if he's looking at you. You know, it stops if he blinks. And the longer he's fighting, you know, the longer that he's forced to sort of keep his eyes open. You know, it's like a prolonged staring contest. Eventually you're going to have to blink and your eyes are going to get tired. You know, like, I've suffered from eye strain. Presumably because I've been, you know, working on a computer too much. And, like, the symptoms I've experienced is that, like, I can feel, like, a tugging sensation if I look in a certain direction too quickly and it's not like painful per se but it's rather unsettling and i'd imagine you know if i was using my eyes as much as eraserhead here uses his like i feel like that would be a fairly common symptom wow you know like listening to this with headphones that was a rather um a rather wet sound effect there is that big villain presumably just pummels eraserhead Oh dear. So it seems like the tables are starting to turn on the heroes. You know, Eraserhead is down. 
The smoke villain is seemingly turning the tables on 13 here. You know, I guess leveraging his understanding that 13 is a hero that specializes in rescue work, not combating villains. Yeah. Oh man, this is gnarly. You know, it seems like 13 has fallen victim to his own quirk in a really rather unsettling way. You know, I'm sort of reminded incongruously of uh, Alphonse Elric from Full Metal Alchemist, you know. When 13 was sort of like ruptured by his own quirk, it doesn't look like... It didn't look like there was much inside the suit. And, you know, I doubt that he's essentially the same thing, you know, a soul bonded to his suit, but... I don't know. That is a little unsettling. So, you know what? Good on Ida. He's acting heroically here. I guess he's sort of, like, convincing himself that as the class representative, it's his duty to get help and all that. So, yes, he's running away, and yes, that sort of goes against the grain, but, you know, he's the only one who could do something like this. Somebody who would be more inclined to run away from the fight, you know, they, they don't have the speed he does. Yeah, the situation is really bleak. Like, we're actually seeing, you know, blood and viscera now as Eraserhead. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, so Nomu here, this monster, has uh, induced a rather gnarly series of fractures in his arm. You know, arms aren't supposed to bend like that. And Eraserhead is a rather, I guess, physical hero. You know, he relies on his physicality to win fights, so... Like, an injury like that, you know, that's no good. So I guess, fortunately, things are going relatively well elsewhere. Bakugo and Kirishima seem to be dealing with the cannon fodder pretty well. And I guess it makes sense, considering that their quirks are more combat-oriented. So you know what? This is interesting. Kirishima wants to regroup, and you know, that's reasonable. But Bakugo wants to... I guess take the fight to the enemy. And there is some merit in that, too. You know, his idea is if you take out the smoke villain, like, that's the villain's way in and out. If you cut off their escape, then, you know, as soon as reinforcements show up, like, that's it. And, you know, that's not a bad plan. I guess the idea here is that his bellicose personality is sort of covering up a bit of intelligence that, you know, nobody would assume he has based on how he acts. I mean, Kirishima's putting a, a rather nice coat of gloss on Bakugo's words, you know. He doesn't want to go regroup with the classmates because he feels there's better things to do. Kirishima chooses to interpret this as 
He believes in the abilities of the classmates. They don't need help. And that's certainly a charitable interpretation considering the quirks some of these people have. I mean, that said, some of these other students, you know, they're using, I guess, bait-and-switch tactics to effectively fight villains, so good on them. So good on Uraraka. She actually, I think intervene in perhaps the best possible way you know grabbing what passes for the smoke villain's physical body removing its gravitational attraction and just sort of hurling it and i guess between all the other students around they're able to effectively hold this guy at bay and allow Ida to get a head start you know it's not particularly glorious but the teamwork is nice So it finally seems like things are finally starting to tip in favor of the heroes. You know, obviously Eraserhead's not in a good place, nor is 13, but if Ida can call in some reinforcements, you know, All Might in particular, then I guess it's reasonable to assume everybody else will get out of here reasonably well. I mean, obviously Eraserhead's going to be in traction or something. Like, at this point, only his arms are being busted, but there's no reason to believe that Namu's going to stop there. Now, this is interesting, actually. The Namu is sort of, I guess, unaffected by Eraserhead's quirk, which seems to indicate that he's special in some way, you know. And furthermore, Eraserhead notes that this creature seems to be almost as strong as All Might, which, you know, I think would indicate that that was sort of the villain's ace in the hole here. If they can lure All Might into fighting this guy, then, you know, that'll do it. Now, I really like what's going on here with Shigaraki. You know, as soon as he hears that something isn't going quite in accordance with his plan, you know, he immediately starts showing this sort of, um, I guess like a nervous tick, you know, scratching at his skin until it's raw. It's, I don't know quite how to describe what I like about it, but I guess the sort of like, the derangement of it, I think, is, I guess, um, you know, villainous, for want of a better term. You know, I think it makes him believable as a villain. I mean, maybe that seems kind of simplistic, but I think, like, there's something to, like, having, like, a small identifier to point out, you know, who's a villain here by having him do something... Something kind of like that, but, you know, not quite so obvious as kicking a puppy, if that makes any sense. You know, something like in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like... 
you know, they often uh, do horrible things to dogs. You know, you don't have to do that to show somebody's a villain. You could do, like, something little and do the same thing. Speaking of uh, actions informing characterization... Oh, I take it back. You know, Midoriya didn't actually jump in and intervene. Eraserhead, presumably, you know, with like the last of his strength, managed to intervene and protect Asui. So this is interesting. You know, Midoriya, he's not holding back. And I guess that's fair. You know, the situation is deteriorated. You know, Asui was about, like, two seconds from being turned into dust. And what's interesting here is a couple things. You know, first of all, Midori intervened heroically and managed not to bust his arm. But unfortunately, Namu proved, I guess, able to intervene, protect Shigaraki and then withstand the blow with no ill effect. So it seems that Asui was rather prophetic in that, you know, if the villains just sort of gallivanted in here with the intent to kill All Might, surely they must have reason to believe they could be successful. And you know, it really seems like Namu here is that reason. Man, this is really tense stuff. I like the use of the slow motion, but, you know, fortunately we don't have to see any of this stuff resolved. And this right here, this, I remember reading this in the manga for the first time. It was something. Because, you know, All Might is known for his... I guess, upbeat demeanor, you know, he fights crime and saves people with a smile. And he's always smiling. But that he's not smiling now should really indicate that things are about to get really bad for some very bad people. It is also notable that All Might probably doesn't have too much time in this form. You know, he's definitely going to have to cut things really close.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.